Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now welcome to super movie brothers let's start the show the Dow is diving, celebrities crying, COVID-19 is killing, this virus is thrilling, but I'm fine. How are you? I'm super, thanks for asking, all things considered I could be better, I must say. I'm super, so nice to know me. Don't you think I look cute in this mask? Welcome to Super Movie Brothers, the only podcast that is hosted by two gentlemen who are dirtier than the monkey from Outbreak. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. Jay, this is our quarantine special. Quarantine. Yeah, because we're both we're both in quarantine, technically. Yes, technically. Uh, we shouldn't even be recording together. I shouldn't even let you in my house. In fact, you came in my house and you draped your jacket over top of my jacket. My wife literally went, make sure you wash your jacket tomorrow after he leaves. Damn. <laughs> She's taking this quarantine fucking seriously, sir. Seriously. I think what's more scary to me is not the actual virus itself. It's people's reaction to the virus. I am quarantined because of people's reaction to this virus. Sure, uh, and that's that's fine. I believe I believe in the quarantine. I think that that's the way to end the spread and stuff like that. However, I don't understand why my butthole has to be itchy because I can't find enough toilet paper. I am cornholio. I need TV for my bunghole. <laughs> It's a real problem, man. It's the real problem we're all dealing with. Yeah, I guess everyone has to take more showers if they don't have enough toilet paper. That's what, so like <laughs> they I gotta was, just all right. I gotta sacrifice. I can only do two wipes today and then uh, hop in the shower and I don't know like freshen up. I, I don't understand why toilet paper is the thing to go. I you don't know. know. It's to a me, theory. It's a theory for some people. To me, uh, my dad's friend actually has a whole storage locker filled with toilet paper. Well, where is he? He's around. Where's the storage locker? I don't even know if he's even trying to sell it right now. I'm not sure what the it's hell not he's about doing selling it. it, Jay. It's about killing him, his entire family, <laughs> and stealing his toilet paper supply. You understand? That's the world we're living in. These uh, these civilized people, they'll eat each other. See, I'm not a monster. I'm just ahead of the curve. <laughs> Where I I am contemplating murder for toilet paper. For well, a, he used to be an afternoon Sandy's uh, frequenter, so we just gotta follow him. <laughs> just gotta follow him. He'll, he he will eventually lead us to his TP stash. Yeah, and that and yeah. that's where he'll meet his demise. <laughs> he's just I just my dad just says he's like a weird investor. Like he's a retired guy and he just does all kinds of weird investments. Well, that's not this is not an investment. This is to hoarding. him. This was like I, who knows? Maybe he was like a. Well, did you hear about the guys that like on Amazon? Who they, they they bought up a bunch. Like they bought up like seven thousand dollars worth of like hand sanitizer, and then they were selling it on Amazon for like huge marked up prices, like forty dollars for like a big bottle of it and stuff like that. 
and Amazon actually they ended their their contract with Amazon. They're no longer uh, a seller through Amazon. They can no longer sell through Amazon. And apparently there Why are though? there are technically that's that should be legal. It's price gouging. So there's also there's also going to be possibly some federal charges against them as well for this price gouging that they did. Hmm. So uh, it, it's serious. Uh, your, your your friend, your, your dad's friend, he's he's hoarding something that is needed. By yeah, but the he's done. But he's done this. He's had this for the last few years. I don't care. <laughs> it's not like he saw this coming. Does toilet paper uh, a day have an ex- or two before and just locked up like. If you toilet know, paper doesn't have an expiration date, five hundred rolls. I don't know. I have no idea. Don't tell me his name, because when people ask me, <laughs> "Do you know what happened to this man?" I'm going to say, "Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him." I trust you. I know you. You would. You would definitely get rid of all evidence. Yeah, absolutely. You know how to. Yeah, yeah. No one would ever catch me, <laughs> especially if I don't know his name. We're That's per- true. If I ever, strangers. if I ever killed somebody, I, you'd be the first person I would go to. We're perfect. We're perfect strangers, man. <laughs> be a perfect crime i'd be I like know, never heard of him don't even know don't even have a connection with him yeah. like, they, they, other than this uh, podcast recording nope yeah. nope well, <laughs> i hold the pen sir yeah well i can true. i can edit this yeah, right you out. can edit that just so wasn't me <laughs> not gonna hold up in court <laughs> <laughs> so i mean yeah i think we're all kind of just like dealing with this with this type of shit i went to work towards the end of last week i, I am now quarantined at work so i i now work from home um as, as a lot of people do but a lot of people aren't being given that opportunity. A lot of people have companies that either cannot run without their staff or uh, don't have the infrastructure in place for their staff to to work from home and stuff like that. And or there's just some companies who just don't care about their employees. And for you guys, I I, I truly I feel I feel bad. You're you know you're being put at risk every day. Now I mean granted you're being put at risk for something that that is probably very survivable if you're between the ages of like ten and sixty. But the reason you're staying home, the reason we're quarantined, is for those people that it may affect. Yeah. You know those people that 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 can be harmed by this in a way that trying to save lives and what they keep on saying is smooth out and level the curve. Right. And and the big, the big meme is that you uh you know you're you're grandparents crossed an ocean for for our safety and for our freedoms and all you're being asked to do is to sit on the couch like that's yeah and and, and, and i get that and i understand extent. but at the same time i know personally i'm very close to a lot of people who are going out on their ass yeah because say they're in the service industry and they live paycheck to paycheck and they live off of tips you can't make money all you have left is what's in your savings account and more times than now, there's not that much in there to live off of. So it's especially if you work hard. in the service industry. That's what you're, I mean. Like living, it's, it's super hard. You're living Saturday night tips to Saturday night tips. Yeah, pretty um, much. That's real. One of the it's, so I'm not following. I'm not following this as much uh, worldwide or or countrywide as I am following it for our state. So I have a sure. a lot of a lot of I a lot of facts about our state. So uh, I I know that our state of Pennsylvania. First off, uh, our our governor has ma- mandated shutdown mandatory quarantine most businesses that are not essential have been have been asked to close asked right now but however there is a state of emergency so technically they shouldn't be open but there's a lot that are because people need the economy to survive our economy has completely dipped as a result of this because no one's going out and spending money commerce is is being hugely affected in our new segment we're going to talk about how the film industry is being completely decimated by by all of this the dow jones is at the lowest that it's ever been uh is at the lowest that it's been since like 2008 which is kind of scary uh, that we're pretty much on because of because of a tiny little single-celled organism jay we are going to be into another recession uh we use the word recession now because 
because the Great Depression was a sad, sad thing, and we don't want to be in a depression. We're going to be in a recession. It's much less, <laughs> much less harmful. <laughs> the wound is much is much less gaping uh, when it's called a recession instead of a depression. But we're on the precipice of that. But here in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, as of today, uh, as of this recording, we have 166 confirmed cases. But what's more staggering is the fact that this time last year, on this date last year, we had 12,000 unemployment claims, roughly. By today, we had 50,000 as of Monday. Would you care to guess how many we had on Tuesday? It's going up. I'll tell you that. 70,000. It's going <laughs> yeah. up at an alarming rate. It's only going to keep going up. Because yeah. if companies can't be open, they can't pay their employees. They can't pay mm-hmm. their employees. They can't afford their benefits. They can't afford their benefits. They can't afford to keep them on the payroll. If you can't afford to keep them on the payroll, you say goodbye to them. And now... And as the days go on, the smaller companies and the smaller companies and the smaller companies are going to start closing. But for those bigger companies, you really need to keep your employees and you really need to put in place the infrastructure that keeps them employed and keeps your business going now because there is no end in sight for this currently. No. This started as a two-week quarantine, which has now moved to close to a month. There's no hard lines. It's all fuzzy. And now events and things are being canceled out to June. And there are are projectionists who are saying like probably even July. (laughs) Like you're probably losing all of all, all of the rest of March, April, May, June, and possibly most of July at this point with what with what we're dealing with. So, I mean, WWE is doing live shows in front of no audience. The NHL has canceled. The NBA has canceled. The NCAA March Madness Tournament, which I'm sure that hurts you a little bit, Jay. You were a big basketball fan, especially of the NCAA tournament. Sure. Has been canceled. Everything, everything's on hold. Everything's, everything's, no college classes are going on right now. And you and I it's, um, are, are, are movie reviewers who do a podcast about movie reviews who can't go to theaters to review movies. It's still hard for me to wrap my head around all this it really really is i mean it's i keep saying i because it doesn't directly affect me 100 percent yet like to my bones to my core it still does in a lot your day-to-day life has not changed much right and neither and neither has mine because for the most part i am working from home nowadays and so you know and my business is slow but it's not dead and and it's one of right. those kind of things where we're just kind of cleaning up old things and just trying to stay steady, stay positive, stay looking forward, um, and try and stay afloat. But you're in sales, and there's no one buying stuff right now. Exactly. Which is a scary thought for not, you. Not much. Not much, at least. It's, um, me working from home, I have the thought where if, if we are successful, if me and my staff are successful at working uh-huh, from home, uh-huh. this may become the norm for us, uh-huh. which means we can process more of what we do. From home, and if as we're not a, on the as, road, and as technology evolves, right, we may not need more, the people. Exactly, we not we may not exactly. need exactly. You'll people. have the means to stay home. So this will have ramifications that echo for probably a year, two, possibly even three to come. It's it's a scary time, and when I say like it's unprecedented, like we've been locked in doors for blizzards before that last six days yeah. that 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 drop three, four feet of snow. But at least you can go outside and like have fun and not worry about. Right. You and I took getting infected. You and I took my dog for a walk today yeah. and like people were like locking their doors as we walked past them and stuff like that. It is it's scary. Like when I, I actually had to I had to run out somewhere this morning and I ran out at seven thirty this morning. That is prime traffic time. And I, I went to a place that should have taken me fifteen minutes in morning rush hour traffic to get to and I got there in five. 
<laughs> it's true. It, it feels like it's I am. Weird. It feels like I am living through a pandemic movie. But I'm a very minor character, you know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not the main character. I'm just. I'm that guy in the back where you go. What's his story? And it's like a, he's a movie podcaster who can't review movies right now. And, <laughs> and it's, and it's worldwide. It's you know. And and that's the thing. It's not just our area. It's not just our country. It's worldwide. That's what I'm saying. And it's only growing still that's why i'm saying this is unfortunately this is unprecedented for us because we've never we've never lived through something like this before you know like we didn't live in london during the blitzkrieg where we had to stay indoors because bombs were falling from from nazi from nazi airships you know we we didn't have to you know we we didn't live through the spanish flu of 1918 like we we've never gone through any of that type of stuff we've never had to we've never had we've never had to sacrifice so much of our of ourselves and when i say sacrifice i'm saying that with quotation marks i understand that these are first world problems but it's kind of scary when we talk about the movies that we're going to talk about later on thinking like could we get to that point so that's the point of this episode man we're living in quarantine and we want to discuss quarantine with you guys uh this is kind of the world we're living Mm -hmm. in right now uh i'm working from home uh eating a lot of canned soup (laughs) And uh, I am down to three rolls of toilet paper, and I am scared for what happens after the third roll. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen, man. I don't know. I don't know where we go from there. I just scour. I, I just take my two-hour trip at the end of every workday to as many stores as I possibly can to find toilet paper that may or may not exist. That's my life. Mm. I am forever on a video game fetch quest. <laughs> for toilet paper <laughs> you know you play a video game you get a side quest my side quest is toilet paper all right so for this episode while me and jay are discussing quarantine i do want to hear from you guys i do want to hear you know what is going on with your yeah. with your quarantine oh, life right now and if you guys have the means what i find really handy is just have one of those mini hand sanitizers just keep it on you at all times so oh if given, they have the means to given, find a brick of gold exactly that's what it is nowadays it's practically like a gold rolex or this something like, it's like is, yo check out my hand sanitizer this is like 1849 man and like <laughs> you know instead of looking for gold we're all looking for toilet paper and hand sanitizer <laughs> If you get one of those pocket ones, you're like, oh, I found a nugget, you know? <laughs> yeah. When you catch yourself accidentally shaking somebody's hand, you're like, oh, fuck. Just give yourself a squirt. <laughs> Why do you accidentally shake someone's hand? I've been telling Because people, you're just used to doing it. Wide berth. Don't don't shake my hand. Don't touch me. Get the see, fuck I don't think about me. it. Especially if I see somebody I know or I like. Oh, God. Man, I'll fucking go in for a big old hug. Oh, good God. Yeah. Yeah, no wonder you just so Ooh. lackadaisically threw your jacket over top of mine. <laughs> Trying to aff- That's definitely not something I was thinking about. Yeah, trying to affect my the whole clothing on house. clothing. I was not thinking about that at all. So for this episode, Jay, so we got a question of the week to go over, uh, and then we got a little bit of news, and then of course, me and you have our top five. Uh, what I was calling was pandemic playlist or you know top five viral movie films, like movies about viral outbreaks. And yeah, stuff. something in that vein. Yeah, something in that vein. Something. So like I, I sent a picture uh, out and I put it on Twitter. I put it on Instagram and someone responded and they were like, why is signs in there? And I was like, that family spent the entire time indoors and they wore tinfoil hats. <laughs> they got cabin fever at some point. You know what I mean? Like they they were sequestered indoors. Like I felt like that is a very quarantine type movie. There's a pandemic going on around it. It won't make my list because I do have a rule for the list and that excludes that. But uh yeah, we will talk about our top five pandemic movies. Uh so uh before we get into that, Jay, let's get into question of the week. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you? It just raises too many questions. 
Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. The answer to the ultimate question of life, the universe, and everything. RJ, just cleaning up some business from last week. You might remember that we did a little thing last week where we basically casted a video game. We casted mm-hmm. Knights of the Old Republic, the Star Wars video game, and we were going up against our friends from the Beard Brothers Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, so I put the pictures up on Twitter for for the cast that we that we draft and the cast that they draft, and I asked people to pick who had the better cast for Knights of the Old Republic, who drafted this cast better. I just want to tell you, Jay, we are absolute champions, my friend. Are we? 93% of the votes went to Super Movie Bros. Wow. Just 7% of the votes went sorry, to the guys. Beard Brothers Fantasy sorry, Football Podcast. <laughs> and we were so worried while drafting. We're like, wow, these guys, oh, I was. These guys are picking big names. No, people they're great. Gonna, yeah, people are going to yeah. recognize these. But I think I think a lot of people, either A, we have the bigger social media following and just voted with us because Perhaps. of that. Or the other thing is we did what Star Wars does. We picked people who are small, but they fit their role. And I think I think that's what we did. I do. I will say that Beard Brothers had the better Revan than we had. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we wanted Logan Marshall Green. They got Logan Marshall Green. We settled for Dan Stevens, but that wasn't the only thing that we were drafting. You know, we had we had seven other characters to draft throughout that. So. I want to thank everybody for voting for us. I want to thank for everyone for making me a champion. Because in these times of quarantine where we're all feeling like shut-in losers, it's nice to get a little bit of a win. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Jay, we do have another question of Ooh. the week. I put out Which two one? of them. I know. So this one took a picture of like all my viral infected movies that I have. You know, all the zombie movies, Children of Men, Andromeda Strain, The Stand, Carriers, 28 Days Later, all movies we're probably going to discuss coming up very soon. And I asked everybody, what is their pandemic playlist? What are they going to be watching right now while they're all sequestered indoors? Uh, Shake and Nut Nerd, duty over there, wanted to let us know that he just put up that same question over on his Facebook listening community. So... Good for you, Duty, I, I guess, using my, my tweet to promote your own podcast. Oh, good for you. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Cocksucker. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean from What Does It Matter podcast said that he is going to be watching all of Clone Wars, Dawson's Creek, and then some other random stuff. Cage's Kiss on Twitter said they were just commenting on a picture. They were wondering whether Signs is a piece of shit. Or brilliant and rewatch it. I meet it in the middle. I say it's a brilliant piece of shit. I don't think there's anything truly inspired about that movie. However, I think it has a wonderful script. It's wonderfully acted. Executed, too. Yeah, and it's executed really well. But it's not a wonderful movie. Prime Nostalgia Podcast said that they are just going to straight up watch the Marvel Universe to pass the time. And hey, with, why not? With 23, Dave does it all the time. Right, he twi- did it yearly. <laughs> I do it yearly and I live tweet it, yeah. Uh, but yeah, with, with 23 movies and over you know like 50 hours of movies to watch, yeah, why not? I mean, that's, that's a great way to kill time. And Inside Oz Podcast said, how can I own I Am Legend but not the Omega Man? Because I, I sent a picture of sure. all the movies that I own. Uh, the truth is... Uh, Oz podcast is that I don't really own I Am Legend. That is a movie that came over with my wife. 
when we moved in together and it has just hung around but it fit the bill this time so i found Mm. it in our collection and i put it out there so that's why it's there i also don't really like omega man that much the charlton heston movie i never saw i'm a big fan of the of the book that is the source material for those things called i am legend written by richard matheson there was later a graphic novel that was done by steve niles huge fan of both of those huge fan of those i think they're far better than any film that has ever been made from that source material and i encourage everybody to check that out because hey while you're locked indoors you might as well do a little bit of reading the contrarians podcast over on instagram said that they're going to finish netflix the circle welcome welcome to the pits with me and my wife man watching that reality tv but that is a good reality tv show i will say that uh they're gonna finish lawless and they're gonna continue watching stranger things oh lawless yeah that's a good little yeah it's a good that's a little dark movie absolutely and then tony over from the take two podcast said that uh he wanted to remind me that outbreak is available on netflix right now so we're gonna get into movies to watch during your quarantine uh i like to call it my quarantined scared straight list because after watching these movies, you're going to buy into quarantine wholesale and you're just going to want to live there. <laughs> that's what you're going to do. You're just going to you're just, you're gonna be like, yep, that's fine. I'll stay in quarantine as long as I need to until this passes over because the movies that I have on my list will scare the shit out of you. All right, Jay, uh, before we head over to our top five list for this week, we got to get into our news. All right, Jay, coronavirus is not only affecting our personal lives, it's affecting our professional lives as podcasters who review movies because movies uh, have been closed here for two weeks. A lot of other people I've seen have been able to get out and see Bloodshot. However, movie theaters were closed for us when Bloodshot came out. Well, Bloodshot is bumping up the release on video on demand, I believe. That's correct. On uh, March 24th. Bloodshot will be one of the first movies to be available on video on demand that you can stream and watch for $19.99. That's United States dollars. So you can stream it $19.99. And there's a lot of other movies that are jumping on this bandwagon that are going to be doing that. So it's going to be interesting to see these smaller movies like Bloodshot that weren't going to make a whole lot of money to begin with. Where Universal was the first company to come out to say that they're going to start dropping recent releases onto V. VOD very shortly. I'll uh, say like Emma, um, Invisible, Invisible Man, like those like recent Universal pictures that they just came out in theaters. Obviously, nobody can see anymore. That should be in theaters still. They're going to be quickly putting it out on video on demand within a week or two so they can maximize Absolutely. their profits. Just to jump on that. Because it's still in the zeitgeist. Also, know? Warner Brothers is doing the same thing with Birds of Prey. It's mm-hmm. going to be coming to video on demand. Sooner rather than later, they are saying that on March 24th as well, that will be coming to video on demand for people to download and enjoy because while while the theaters are closed, they got to they do their best to make whatever money they can to recoup their losses. Next news story. RJ, this one I find hilarious. We did that story not too long ago about Jared Leto maybe being the leader of some sort of weird cult. I love this. This is so funny. He's just spent 12 days in the desert. (laughs) 
in the Arizona desert on some sort of meditation retreat where he had no access to I love it. a cell phone, which I find funny because we watched that Black Mirror episode mm-hmm. where that tech yes, guru yes, was doing the yes, same yes. exact thing as the kid was. And at, they, they went so, during a hostage so, crisis. They went through so much just, just to, to get, get a hold to of him. him. Yeah. Right, right. Like a drone dropped the phone off for him and an assistant came out mm-hmm. there and stuff like that. They went through so much. He was in a desert for 12 days on this meditation retreat. He had no clue about coronavirus or the quarantine that was <laughs> that was inflicted by but, it. But you know, it, I mean, I thought that was fucking hilarious. And I thought it was funny. But at the same time, think of somebody who was like, say, in a coma for the last two to three months. And you wake up and it's like. And you wake up. What's new? And they're like, coronavirus, go back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> but not even just that, but like, you know, like Kobe Bryant died, you know, like all, all kinds of weird shit. 2020 has been weird. Weird as fuck. It's been a horrible, weird year, and a lot of things have changed. It's been a very odd year so far. So I, I don't, I don't. Oh man, we just need to hit like a reset button. I, I don't know. I it's feel just the same way. It's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Uh, it's, I still can't wrap my head around it. Dave. Well, I let's really get can't. into what else the coronavirus has infected, has, yeah, has infected and affected in our next news story. All right, Jay, the Avatar sequels that were supposed to be starting filming, they've been delayed. Thank God. Other things have been delayed. Oh, best the, news. <laughs> the Batman has been delayed Horrible in its news. production. No, it's, it's actually been every movie. Now. Just about everything. Uncharted film, delayed in its production. Anything that was currently in production right now has been delayed. They have delayed just about everything that was currently in production. Production will not begin until the coronavirus outbreak or pandemic, whatever you want to call it. The quarantines that are that have been put in place as a result of that are lifted. So, Jay, let's get into our next news story. Pretty much, Jay, the coronavirus has delayed the release of just about every film. Fast and Furious 9 has been delayed we already talked about last week how no time to die one of the first ones to really jump out there and be like we're going to delay this shit because international th- that that film is going to rely more on the international dollars than anything else and pushing they they saw they saw the writing on the wall before anyone else really did and they started pushing that back mulan has now been pushed back a quiet place Two has now been pushed back the lovebirds with kumal najiani that's one of the movies i was actually really looking forward to i love their viral marketing if you you check out their 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 trailers that are introduced by uh kumal najiani and isa ray mm-hmm. uh they they they, they kind of like do like these little intros to like the scene you're about to watch for their trailers and stuff on hulu it it looks hilarious i actually can't wait for that movie so uh but that actually has been has been delayed that was supposed to come out on april 3rd new mutants <laughs> i'm sorry i had to laugh has you, been, you have to laugh has oh been delayed God. this film that was that was filmed in 2016 for a 2017 release that got pushed back to 20 uh no i'm sorry it was filmed in 2017 for a 2018 release that yeah. got pushed back to 2019 then disney bought fox completely delayed and you know it, and i'm it not a big fan of fox in 2020 but god damn they deserve so much better while the film is supposed to nobody remain, deserves this was supposed to remain completely unchanged from its original from its original director's intent disney was going to let it come go out unchanged without any of like the new footage that was all filmed by fox and stuff like that this is supposed to be the original director's cut was going to be released in theaters has been delayed again again and no one knows when this movie is going to come out they should just do it now it's been delayed by three years i I think this is the perfect time to go like you know what cut our losses video on demand just yeah spend spend a good chunk of money on vot marketing promotion right and saying voila we finally made it we 
we were releasing the fucking movie. Right. I think it's perfect. Disney Plus could use a movie like that. Not even Disney, I mean, Hulu could use it too. I mean, that's that's Disney as well. Put it on a booth. So put it on. It doesn't matter. You just put it out there because yeah. at this at this point, no. I mean, you want you want people to pay for it. So I, I would I would see them putting it out for nineteen ninety nine, like they did for Bloodshot. Exactly. For Do that for like two or three weeks, then plop it on hey, Disney the, Plus. This is the perfect time for like Hulu. this is the perfect time for like Warner Brothers to be like, you know what? While everyone else is going on demand, here's the Snyder cut. <laughs> <laughs> just like slyly that, just go like dude honestly we're at this point now this is like the, everybody is hold up right like this is like just everybody's getting stir crazy everybody's changing their perspective on what's um all of a sudden streaming services sound like a good idea <laughs> well, not just that but turns out they're, they're quarantine they're realizing like <laughs> life's too short you know like just fucking release this just picture Warner brothers just, <laughs> just like, release this Snyder cut just, you know, like, Warner, whatever one brothers just goes Psst, hey over here, come here. <laughs> Snyder cut. It's on demand. What? What? Twenty bucks. You're gonna get at least like thirty thousand people who are gonna jump in on that. I don't know whether it'll be enough to to make their money back on its on even editing it and releasing Whatever. it. But why not? You know what? We're we're, we're living sheer curiosity. We already had it on air. We're living. That in we a, said that we would watch it. We would watch. It. I'd buy it. I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd I'd buy I'd I'd rent it for that nineteen ninety nine and I'd give it a spin. I'd I'd check it out just <sighs> just to see what. I, I would come over with you and watch it then. I, no, I, I can't spend twenty bucks. Not if you're gonna put your jacket over top of mine and you're gonna infect my entire household like my wife right, said. I'll just come over naked. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's also not allowed. You're also not allowed to poop here because we're limited on toilet I know. paper. <laughs> Apparently, I got to bring my own supplies when I come over here anymore. So, Black Widow, which had a May first release, this is like a pretty f- not, not far out movie, but you know, it was it was a little ways out where this maybe is, the quarantine will this be. This is on the fence, right? No, uh, it's officially delayed. They are, they don't know what they don't have an updated release date, but it is officially delayed. Oh, but, and they did say that it's not going to affect the MCU timeline if this comes out at a later date, even if another Marvel movie comes out before. For it, and by that other Marvel movie, I assume they're talking about the Internals. Also, uh, Spiral, which is the spinoff to the Saw series, has been delayed. Just about everything has been delayed. If it has a live taping, if it has a live studio audience, if it has a, if 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 it involves sports in any way, it's it's delayed or it's canceled and it's on hold indefinitely until we know what's going on. And uh, that puts you, me, and you in an interesting position because, like, what do we talk about on the show? Oh, I'm not worried about that at all. I don't want to say we'll have to shift our show a little bit. I don't want to use the H word hiatus, but it's very possible that at some point throughout the next couple weeks, me and you may announce that we have to go on hiatus. I don't know that for sure. I, I, I haven't made that decision yet. Well, it's good that you said that because we did talk about that and there's a ch- good chance that we might. It might be a small one. It might be a month. Who the hell knows? I don't know. We really don't know. Everything is going day by day. Might take a bunch of time just to redo some movie cocktails and and put them up on a different medium and stuff. And uh, uh, we'll see. I, I I don't know. Jay, that's going to do it for our news. Coronavirus has not only affected our personal lives; it has now affected our professional lives and our 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 side gig, our hobby, our mm-hmm. podcast. It's now affected that pretty deeply. We don't have any new movies to review. So we're just going to be diving back in to our back catalog, things that we've always wanted to watch. And that's that's what I was getting at when I asked everybody the question of the week, like, what is your quarantine playlist? So, like, there's some things that I've been meaning to check out, but I never sure. got out there to check out. You know, like, there's a lot of things out there that maybe you didn't have the time to consume. I know. I 100% um, understand. And now's the time. Yeah. We know that. I don't know if this is, I don't. I haven't gotten any confirmation or saw any news that this was delayed, but I know that Umbrella Academy Season 2 
coming out. So you can definitely go back and check out Umbrella Academy season one. Uh, before that, uh, obviously, Stranger Things is supposed to be coming out in fall. I don't believe that that's been delayed by this at all. I believe they were done filming that. So, uh, you know, if you haven't caught up on Stranger Things, now's the time. Disney Plus, my big thing, Clone Wars. Definitely catch up on Clone Wars because the new season seems like it's a lot of fun. If you're a Star Wars fan, there's a, there's a lot to love on Clone Wars. Uh, I might even be doing like a written list of like your must-watch Clone Wars episodes. So if you're interested in Clone Wars, that'll kind of help you streamline it. It'll help you cut the fat, get right to the lean meat, right to the good stuff. And then uh, Star Wars Rebels also is available, all of it, on Disney+. And I mean, there's just a ton of stuff that's out there on, on Netflix for you to check out ton of stuff on amazon go deep into your into your streaming service libraries and just pick something out pick something out that that has always interested you but hasn't and uh this is one that i that, that i would love to shout out the streaming service shutter which is available through amazon prime you can jump on shutter they're offering everybody regardless of who you are and regardless of whether you've had a subscription with them before or not free 30 days so if you're a horror movie fan Shutter is free for 30 days. So go over to shutter.com and you can jump on that and you can check out a bunch of horror films. That's that's what you can do to get yourself through this quarantine. You're just going to have to watch a lot of stuff. It's really it. the only way to entertain yourself. Catch up, have fun. Watch TV, watch Talk movies. Talk about it with people. What's that new Netflix thing that they've just promoted? There's like a Netflix party or Netflix... Um- yes, so, so that's another thing that I was thinking about doing. Yeah. Uh, you can go on, and it's kind of like Rabbit was uh, for a while, but you you can go on, and uh, it'll be through Netflix's website. However, um, that 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 you do this, yeah, I don't really fully understand that. I I just saw like a headline. It seemed like it was gaining a little bit of traction in uh, the social media world and I wasn't sure yeah. too much about it. I didn't look into it. It's called Netflix Party okay. and you actually get to like watch a movie okay. while there's kind of like an AOL chat room going on like below it. So you could be in there with other friends and stuff. Rabbit was limited to I believe like 10 yeah, people. Yeah, that is not my style. <laughs> so, well, I mean, it, it wouldn't really work if you were watching a movie and you and I were like in there in two small bubbles at the bottom of the screen talking over the movie and stuff like that. But it is fun to like watch well, a movie. If we can, if we can promote the podcast like, through that, that'd be great. But like, our we, username is Super Movie Bros Podcast. Like we, okay, we just did uh, a Patreon episode for like Dread and Judge Dread nineteen ninety five and Dread twenty twelve. Like, if we watched like one of those through that, now obviously Dread, Judge Dread is not available through streaming on Netflix and stuff. But if we watched a movie like that, that through you, HBO, it is right. That, that me and you were could like have a lot of fun discussing a lot of fun like making fun of a lot of fun like interacting with people sure. on. I, I I think that'd be something I would definitely be looking forward to doing I would definitely look into doing that I would just need to block two hours out of my uh, busy work week uh, to, to do that but I, I think that'd be something I would have a ton of fun doing I think it's something that probably the guys over at Netflix and swill Dan and Caleb will definitely be jumping on and I might be more keen to jump on with them and enjoy them commentating on those movies more so than maybe you and I doing it because that's kind of like their bag. Netflix is kind of like their sure. thing. So yeah, uh, th- right, look, that's that's what you guys can do to just get- We got to respect our community. Got to respect our community. That's their show. That's their thing. That's their wheelhouse. So Jay, let's head over. Let's get into our top five okay. uh, pandemic playlist or viral outbreak movies. Back 
back for our top five. Uh, Jay, we did top five movies that you can enjoy through a pandemic. I chose now my rules for the movie for, for these were these were all movies that kind of involved like a viral outbreak. And kind of like echoed the current climate that we're living in right now. But I told you that those were my rules that I put on myself. Uh, The only rule that I gave you was no zombies, straight zombies, by the way, the dead rising, and no aliens. That's it. There's any rules you had to live by. But I made all of mine top five movies that that involved a viral outbreak. So uh, we're going to get started with you, man. What is your number five viral outbreak movie? I am Landrudin. I promise my friend I will say hello to you today. Hello. Please say hello to me. Please say hello to me. This is the, uh, you're talking about the one that, uh, you know, okay. All right. Well, I guess. A lot of my movies are going to be, I guess. <laughs> I feel I, like I mean I like, guess Iron Legend is one of those you know it's a plague it okay. started killing off most it of humanity it's okay it's an okay movie they're trying to figure out a cure you know what the best thing about I Am Legend is is that it teased a Batman v Superman movie <laughs> like six years Why? before one actually came Did out it? yeah yeah, there's actually a poster. Oh, that's right, it does of Batman <sighs> v Superman. That is a good little gem. That's that that's really that's the best part about that movie. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad movie by any stretch. Look, I. I and I'll just say it right now my 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 one and only uh honorable mention is World War Z. I chose to put this one on top just because I feel like this fit a little bit more of a different style oh, like for, more of like an isolation style like, so what would happen see, if it really was I'm sorry. like a last man standing type scenario That's where he's trying stand- to fix for me world war z fits situations. our current climate so much more like the, no, 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 i know i know i know that i the scene i, I understand i, I know in the in the newer in the newer pharmacy of course oh of course God. i know that it scares me and, to this day and i, I went to I walmart to that. look for toilet paper and i was like i don't have a rifle with me Brad right. Pitt had a rifle. Maybe right. I should have a rifle. Right. No, I, <laughs> I 100% I, I agree. I understand. I just wanted something a little bit different. I wanted the I wanted a movie on the list to have something that where I felt like it was a little bit more of so this is a your act- somewhat of a, a realistic take to some degree I see, of I think World a last man far more resistant. No, of, more you're resistant. not let me finish. Of a last man standing where most of for example, New York City is gone. And there's only pretty much Will Smith <laughs> and and his dog trying to figure out how to save humanity as and Will stay Smith, alive. As Will Smith would have it, just me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is a movie that's all about much, me. Pretty I'm much. In. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's it's a movie that that is on my honorable mentions list. I will say that um, there's a, there's a lot of emotion. There's a lot of real groundedness to it, and a lot of good action mixed up with it as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I, there's a lot that I appreciate for this. And, and, and so, I mean, it's, it's certainly on my list. I think it's a a strong candidate. I think, um, I'm going to have otter movies on my list per se, but you know, this one I think is a solid number five for me. For me, this was a first act movie. Like I fell in love with this movie, like in the first act, like with the way they set up the world and him like alone and stuff like that. I loved that stuff. And then, you know, we, got into the terrible cgi that's on the monsters and all that i stuff. try to forget that <laughs> right 
all that stuff really breaks it for me. Like this really started out as like, did you ever see All Was Lost with Robert Redford on the uh, a man oh, yeah. adrift on a sailboat, like just lost at sea, like this survival movie? I I really like that aspect of what they were doing with mm-hmm. I Am Legend, and then it got into like everything else, and I was like, ah, I knew, and I understand it, and then that's I, that's where it loses me. That's right. why it's on my number five, right? <laughs> I knew based on my love for the novel that they were going in this direction. However, I wish they kind of brought it to like what the novel was and did, okay. and did what the novel did with it. I, I, I wish it was more of a true telling of that because we've never gotten that. I understand that. We got I, Vincent I, I Price's I last- wish I, there should It should have been more. It should right. have been more. But like again, I haven't seen too many of these movies Fair in enough. this kind of genre. So I have to just be honest. Like, you know, my, my, my list is pretty slim, you know. For I Am Legend, the film versions that we got, we got Vincent Price's The Last Man on Earth. We got Charlton Heston in The Omega Man. And then we got I Am Legend. None of them hit the emotional highs or the psychological thriller aspect that exists within the novel. And I wish that one movie would just come out and do that. But Jay, my number five, The Andromeda Strain. In a true biological crisis, which our exploration of space could bring about, the present lunar receiving laboratory might prove inadequate. I therefore urge the establishment of a facility to deal specifically with an extraterrestrial form of life. Seems to me, General, Dr. Stone put one over on you. In fact, he made us all think his wildfire lab could handle any contamination from outer space. Uh, so this movie is based on a Michael Crichton novel. Michael Crichton, you know, he's kind of like a famous guy. He's oh, yeah? written Westworld. He wrote Jurassic Park. Oh. Everything in the sci-fi realm, this dude pretty much like has 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 penned and has been mi- like just about every book this guy has written has been mined for a movie. Um, he's like the sci-fi version of Stephen King almost, just sure. slightly less successful. Yeah, slightly less successful. But uh, the Andromeda Strain. It's a story of a satellite that crashes to Earth. The satellite was sent, came in contact with an asteroid that had a microbe on it. When it crashed to Earth, the closest town was infected by the virus that was that was put on the satellite by it. And then once they capture two survivors of the virus, they go into an underground bunker to study the virus and the virus mutates and it changes and it's very scary because the way the movie starts is just kind of like a pandemic has already broke out like they're there you only hear it you don't see it until there's a helicopter flying over the town and all the townspeople are literally laying dead on the ground already and this virus attacks your bloodstream and Mm -hmm. it coagulates it immediately Mm -hmm. so like your blood just stops flowing it thickens and it stops flowing and this virus it it, it's it not only affects humans but towards the end of the movie you find out that it has it'll change it'll mutate yeah and it can it can change physical objects too it'll turn plastic into dust so like all your sealants that that you would use to protect yourself from breathing in this virus are now rendered useless so it it ramps itself up throughout the film as the virus mutates and it changes it it ramps up throughout the film and it gives you a true sense of dread it's a fantastic novel but it's also a pretty well done film as well i actually just watched the film recently because of all this because i've been doing this this is a film that was suggested to me so i ordered it on amazon i couldn't find it on blu-ray so i got it on dvd i had it delivered and i just was like all right here we go i mean what's the worst that could happen this was 6.99 (laughs) so i ordered it it was delivered i watched it and i really enjoyed it i was like yeah i fucking dug that hmm I dug it a lot. I, su- I if no one has checked it out, no one's checked the Andromeda Strain out. I highly suggest that you check it out. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right, Jay, what's your number four? My number four is Twenty Eight Days Later. 
Meet Mela. Mela? Jim. Jim. Mela. Got infected two days ago. Mitchell managed to knock him out cold and we got a chain round his neck. Keeping him alive. The idea was to learn something about infection. All right. Yeah, 28 days later. Which we will allow because this is not zombies, right? It's Right. A, these are infected. These are infected. This is a viral outbreak. This is an incurable. It's a virus spread throughout the they, UK. They even say in the beginning of the movie, it's the rage virus. Sure. So yeah, uh, this when is, you think this of your. not. When you think of your Night of the Living Deads, you think of your most of your zombie movies. Right. It's an unknown cause that has caused the dead to rise. Right. No one ever says it's a virus outright. So it's why right. we said zombie movies are out and aliens are 100% out. Yes. But this is a viral outbreak movie. Yeah. I mean, I could see some people going, ah, but, you know, this is definitely, I think, um, it, cr- it crosses the line into being able to be on our list. Well, I think the beginning of the film is 100% like destitute viral oh, outbreak right? yeah it's like, cool and, uh, I mean, super cool i mean it's one of those were, things you've never seen put the screen before while making it they were echoing what 9-11 looked like oh just with all the missing persons posters and stuff but like, it's almost it, it was so impressive where i don't think a lot of people i thought it was real no. like you know they shut down a good chunk of the uk it, they, they, predominant of london predominant yeah. heavy parts of london that well, they filmed those scenes. It's almost like the, you know what it reminds me of? It kind of reminds you of um, the one sequence in Vanilla Sky where Tom Cruise is running down in the middle of Times yes. Square, You're empty. Right. You know? You know, you know. How can you them? fucking do that? It's almost impossible. Here's how you do it. Uh, and it's just what they did in 28 Days Later. You film it between 4 a.m. and 6 a.m. when it's a lot cheaper to close down those And streets. there's daylight at that, those kind of hours. Just enough daylight just that enough. you can do it. Right? Yeah. But, and it's it true. fits your dark, dreary film that you're making. Um, but also, like, with that, I mean, it's just that. Like, Jim waking up into, like, this destitute world. Well, it, yeah, out of a coma, not knowing what the hell's going on. It is Stephen King's The Stand. It is, like, viral outbreak. Mm-hmm. It is, there's nothingness around him. And, and the slow build of stumbling into people and things and situations right. where he doesn't know anything he doesn't exactly. know what is going on he's trying to figure everything out i feel the same way like when i was I, when i was looking and for, i think as a viewer you are doing the same thing as well when too, i was right? looking for toilet, which is great when i was awesome. looking for toilet paper today there was literally like this i went to walmart my most hated place but i went to walmart but there was this woman she had pink and blue hair uh she was about 600 pounds she was leaning on her cart and as i was like walking past her trying to keep as much distance as i could she was like <laughs> i would run <laughs> Like I felt like Jim, where it's like, 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 uh, is she infected? I don't know, or is it just the fact that her massive weight is causing upper respiratory problems for her because she weighs this much, or is she actually sick? I don't know, and that's how I feel like Jim like feels, where he's like, I mean, the first the first dead he encounters is a priest for Christ's sakes, right? And he doesn't know to like run, like run or <laughs> defend himself. Like he's just like thinking he's just a priest or a normal person right. like he doesn't he doesn't know he doesn't have those kind of uh sensibilities yet he doesn't have that uh fight or flight in him really yet he's just trying, absolutely he's completely clueless i mean i love it's the unbelievable it's the aesthetic it's a great performance by killian murphy i mean i've always been a big fan of his 
for a long time. It's and, the aesthetics and, of this movie. And really Danny Boyle really outdid himself. He did a yeah. fantastic job. It, 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 it garnered a sequel. Um, which I which I enjoy. Which you don't. I know. But I, I still I think that this one is, is the one that is the flagship of right, the franchise. Fair enough. Uh, my number four is Contagion. So we have a virus with no treatment protocol and no vaccine at this time. As of last night, there were 32 cases. Matt Damon, Gwyneth Paltrow, Jude Law. Me and my wife just saw this recently as well. I mean, not- So was that the first time you saw it? It was the first time I saw it. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I saw this when it came out. Yeah. This was not a big film when it came out. Though. No, it was not. It was I mean, not. it had a great cast, obviously, a huge ensemble. When me and my wife were watching it, it is the number one rented film on Amazon Prime. It's the number one rented film right now on Vudu. It's the number one rented film because so much of what's going on in this movie is echoing what we are living through right now. And that's why that's what yeah. made it make this list. In the most um, worldwide realistic sensibilities. I don't think it's actually that fantastic of a movie, but I think it makes this list because living through it and like, I'm sorry, living through maybe the first act of this movie, the onset of it, it, it it's enough to make me go like, like I, I told you when you came over, like most of the time when you come over, my door's unlocked, right? You can just walk right in. You know, we know it's you. We don't care and stuff like that. My door's locked today. Why? Because I watched this movie the other night and there's that moment where Matt Damon is peering through the windows as most people are dying from, from the virus that's going on out there and people who have supplies are hoarding them and people are robbing those people. And they're killing them. They're going into their homes. They're killing them. And from across the street, Matt Damon is looking through his windows and he just sees two gun flashes and then men come out of a house and he just like locks his door. And the next day he breaks into a neighbor's house and steals a gun. Yeah. And we talked about in the beginning of this uh, of this podcast where like, you know, uh, gun uh, applications have skyrocketed in, in the state of Pennsylvania sure. as a result of the coronavirus outbreak. So, it, like, while watching this, I was like, holy shit. Like, I know enough people th- with guns where if I need one, I can get one. No, I mean, just watching Contagion, there's just so much in that movie that is that is echoing what, like, the first act is echoing what we're kind of, like, living through right now that made me a little fearful for where we're heading you know, coming soon as we start seeing people drop like flies. I know. I keep saying I'm just too optimistic still. I, I just feel like it's going to be watching all these we're movies. We're going to get over the hump in a couple months. Jay, and things watching are all off. these movies has taken the optimism that I had and it's contained it in a little in, in a little spot of myself that says it's like watching a documentary it it's changes just, your life it, it, your whole perspective it's contained it into myself and it said just just save those and the people in your house and that's all you can do <laughs> everyone else doesn't matter at this point and that's what that, that's what contagion is it's just like matt damon just like he lost everything else he's got one person to save it's his daughter and yeah but it's also a numerous amount of other characters in various capacities that's the fun through the story that's the f- through the issues right. what's going on the story is the virus how the virus was contracted how it spread how it got to here how it became a pandemic how it was born sure right. and that's the interesting and part the various it. responses from different kind of perspectives of but the human but the, the world. human part of it is how this affects me and how it affects our world when something like this happens and that's hugely that, that, that that's hugely impressionable at this moment, especially when you look at someone like Jude Law's character, who is kind of like a blogger who who, yeah. who kind of like falsely uh, promotes a a drug that is supposed to cure you or stop you from getting it, and it doesn't actually work. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's very interesting because here's a social media icon. 
touting something that's different than no, he's what, a radical guy, yeah. right? Than what the CDC and everyone else is sure. telling is telling people, and we're living with that right now, right? But they were talking about that in 2012. It's kind of interesting, kind of fun. It is. So, Jay, what's your number three? My number three is perfect sense they don't even have time to give the disease a name there's over a hundred reported cases in england france italy spain smell all gone that's the disease and then the loss of another sense okay wow all right this is uh i don't i've never even heard of this movie i feel like i need to play the indie corner music just to get through it yes you do no, uh, I'm this, not playing. No, not I know, I know. This not is that, that kind of movie, though. So this one, wrong segment. <laughs> this is a, you know, this is a, is this essentially like a love story? Really, it, that's why I love this movie. This is one of those late night movies that I love to watch because it has two of my one of my favorite actors, Ewan McGregor and Eva Green, and they fall in love. They're in Europe. He's a chef. She is kind of like a just a mysterious woman who is you know, trying to fuck off with the whole society. She doesn't want anything to do with it. And as this epidemic occurs and begins and robs people of their sensory perceptions little by little, and the way they portray it in the movie, it's so, so, like, so interesting. So like so interesting. So like Bird Box? I mean, I know Bird Box is a choice you choose it's, to cover your eyes. But, but in much more greater senses in one sense at a time okay whatever that might be so you might lose your sight first or some people might lose hearing first. sight is usually i think sight was like the last one sight was the last one yeah okay. so it, it was like do you lose your smell first because that would suck you lose your exactly you lose your smell that's good then all of a sudden it's exactly how you I have like a weird <laughs> you know you can't you can't hear or then you can't Jake, like, could you imagine so, like all kinds of weird things but it's you, like shot like an indie movie could so, you imagine the lack of satisfaction you get from farting and then not being able to smell your own fart. I love smelling a really dank fart. Right. Mine. Yeah. Exactly. Everybody does. But that's the first scent you lose. So you don't lose that much. <laughs> it's like gasoline. I like pumping up my right. gas and yeah. smelling my gas. You just lose a little bit of yourself. You lose just a little bit of joy. Like smell is so tight. 40% of your, 40% of what you taste goes, it comes from smell. So like you lose a, a bit of taste, but like just losing my sense of smell. Sure. Of my own fart. I would sure. be like, damn it. <laughs> This sucks. So, all right. So, guys, this, this, and then you lose your hearing right. next, and you're like, wow, that really sucks. Yeah. yeah. And then, when, you're, then when, you're blind. When do they lose touch? Because that's the sense. I don't know. Yeah. I think they might have. I think they do. I think that's like a brief one. Like they, they get, they, they go through touch, taste, yeah. smell, sight, hearing, five senses. No, I'm just saying, I think it's one of the briefer ones. Unless, Jay, I know you they, have a they, six sense. But they I also go through people. like, they go through like emotional bouts. Like all of a sudden they'll just break down and flip out or cry or whatever. That's not a um, sense. That's a six sense. I don't know. But anyway, so this is directed by David McKenzie. Now, he is most recently um, been hailed as a great director for Hell or High Water, Outlaw King on Netflix. Okay. Two movies I like, both with um, Chris Pine. Yeah. So Chris you know, Pine may appear on my list, by the so way. So recently, that those were his main movies. And, you know, so he. he and he's your main man. Well, yeah. Well, I'm a mean, main man. I'm telling you, I think this is an unsung hero of a film. This is movie flew under the radar. I think it's worthy of checking out. I think out. so. Yeah. I want to, I, I definitely want to check this out. Especially I, nowadays, I think, and especially because it, it is, a, it's a love story ultimately. Yeah. And it really is. And the way they portray all these senses being lost, it's really interesting. I, you know, and it's not terribly long. I think it's, 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 it's a movie that needs to be watched. And I hope it gets uh, found during all these um this crisis <laughs> you know it's, it's a 90 minute movie i just looked it up so uh it came out in 2011 so it's a little old but 
Uh, you can find it somewhere. Yeah, I mean, just for 90 minutes, you know, I would definitely give it 90 minutes of my time, just based on your description. I've never heard of it, and I'm kind of happy about that. I, I, I This is definitely, it, it's making my viral outbreak movie list, for sure. Please do. All right, Jake, my number three is The Crazies. And... I've heard of this one, yeah. Well, I do love the Timothy Oliphant, The Crazies. I actually enjoy the original The Crazies just slightly more. It's madness unleashed by human error. The Crazies. Maybe because it is directed by George A. Romero. Maybe it's because it's 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 its cheap cult horror movie thrills that I get in it. I do enjoy the 2010, you know, horror thriller, The Crazies. But it, it, it's definitely the 1973 version directed by George A. Romero that I truly love. Um, I, I, I just rewatched it today, but I've seen it so many times. It's it's iconic. If you like Night of the Living Dead, yeah. it's definitely for you. It's about the, the military uh, accidentally releasing a weaponized viral agent into a small town, quarantining it, and how they... It's very satirical. It's about like how the military kind of like goes through and systematically takes down everybody in the town and ultimately has to, has to wipe the town clean just to get rid of the virus, only to find out that it spread their borders even before they even put in their quarantines. It's really, really good. It's... I, I love it, but it, it you have to you have to come into it with a certain style in mind. That's why I say like if you're a fan of Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, then The Crazies is right up your alley. That's a 1973 low budget film made by George A. Romero that was filmed in Pennsylvania about a small Pennsylvania town involving all no name Pennsylvania actors. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's this very low budget type movie. So if you're not into that type of cult movie, then check out the 2010 The Crazies with Timothy Oliphant. I'm well, sure M Night Shyamalan loved the movie. Right. I I would definitely say this is a movie yeah. that, that that definitely influenced him at some point but like the original crazies is satirical it's more about the military and their lack of military intelligence how military intelligence is kind of like an oxymoron phrase uh while the 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 remake in 2010 is more about the townspeople and more of like a survival thriller i'm kind of like i I know i'm kind of like splitting it and putting them both here um but it really depends on your sensibilities but for me it's the original one the 1973 george a romero one jay what is your number two buddy my number two actually is Judge No Man. I can't really remember when I last had any hope. And I certainly can't remember when anyone else did either. Because really, since women stopped being able to have babies, what's left to hope for? Children of Men. Okay. Now, I knew this, this had to one, make your list. I, I, Yes, so this is another one that's kind of so on the fence. Before right? before I before you go further, I I don't disagree with this being on your list because I did my the rules I gave you was a pandemic, and this one hundred percent is a pandemic, right? Uh, for me now, if it the technicalities right. of what it is, if it didn't involve a, a virus, skewed, right? If I didn't involve a virus, I didn't put it in my list. But your yours on or virus bacteria I couldn't, outbreak, I couldn't, right? Something I, like that. I couldn't be that specific. I mean, right. I just I just haven't seen but for those you, kind of movies. But for but, this, they never they just say that humanity has lost the ability to reproduce. To reproduce. They never say whether it's a virus, but it's very possible that it is a virus it that could causes be. or it a bacteria or a bacteria. And maybe this, for example, this one person f- right. was able to stay uh, clean of that virus somehow, and 
was able to give birth. Even today, there are current people who are immune to COVID-19. So there are some people who already carry the antibodies to be immune to it. So sometimes you just carry the antibodies naturally. Most plagues involve that per people sure. who are immune to the and virus. And it was never explained, but it is the whole purpose of this movie is hope. How Absolutely. 100%. One word, hope. For children of men, I don't think I, I don't think the delivery system of being sterile matters as much as the result of what it does to society. And I think what it does to society create makes it a pandemic and makes it worthy to be on your list. So Yes. And this is shot supposedly in twenty twenty seven. Like so it's obviously, you know, a future world of London. It's completely off kiltered. It's out of hand. There's it's already skewed in many different kind of ways it's very violent it's very chaotic you don't know what's going on right um you know you can be getting a cup of coffee one day and you can just be in that coffee shop and it blows up 10 seconds later we just did a patreon episode for where we talked about dread 2012 where it's like one of our like it's one of our like 2010s uh, like of the past 10 years pretty much of cult classic movies that like we would love to just get as many people to watch as we possibly could sure uh and i th- i would like to think that most people listening to this show have have seen dread 2012 and have seen children of men but if you haven't you need to because this is one of those movies that would be on like our top 10 cult movies post 2010 for sure and it's not on my list because it doesn't meet my criteria of a viral outbreak but it is something that I think everybody needs to see. It's so fantastically made. And it's directed by Alfonso Cuaron, correct? It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... This this has some... And that's not a this, director like that. Well, you would drop that name a whole bunch. Me, I, not so much. But right. it's something that I has caught my eye enough that I'm like, you know, even... I just put oh, that E2 out of Mama Temien, Gravity. I mean, you know, Roma... Uh, you know, he, he's a phenomenal filmmaker and he has some sequences in here that is just jaw dropping that you can't imagine how he was able to direct. I'll never get over the scene of the baby crying for the first time after it's born and mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. fighting mm-hmm. stops and then revs up again and then revs up again. So, and, be- and, so and, beautifully and, done uh, one shot or at least yes, yeah, seemingly well, done in one shot, but a but, lot of, but, but yeah, but I mean, it is essentially still one shot. It's just. He splices in some secret cuts every once in a while. Nineteen seventeen style, yeah. But there's there's also other parts of the movie that's shot like that as well. Fuck, so it's a beautiful movie. It's, man. it's so good. It, I I love. I adore this movie. This this is Me too. definitely, you know, it's in my like I was saying earlier. It's a top twenty type movie. Because for me, like, this is your number two, time. I'm super curious about what's your number one. But we're gonna get into my number two real quick. Twelve monkeys. Do you know what crazy is? Crazy is majority rules. Yeah. Uh Take germs for example. Germs. Uh huh. In the 18th century, no such thing. Not a nothing. No one ever imagined such a thing. No sane person ever. Ah, ah. Long comes this doctor. Ah, ah, ah. Semmelweis. Semmelweis. Semmelweis comes along. He's trying to convince people, well, other doctors mainly, that there are these teeny tiny invisible bad things called germs that get into your body and make you sick. Huh? He's trying to get doctors to wash their hands. What is this guy? Crazy? Huh? Teeny tiny invisible. What do you call uh, uh, germs? Huh? What? Now, cut to the 20th century. Huh? Last week, as a matter of fact, right before I got dragged into this hellhole. I 
go in, uh, to order a burger in this fast food joint. The guy, he drops it on the floor. Jim, he picks it up, he wipes it off, he hands it to me like it was all okay. What about the germs, I say? He says, I don't believe in germs. Germs are just a plot they made up so they can sell you disinfectants and soaps. Now, he's crazy, right? See? Ah! There's no right, there's no wrong, there's only popular opinion. It is a viral outbreak movie. It, I mean, Bruce Willis's character is being sent back through time. Whether you believe he's being sent back through time to actually, st- uh, well, not stop this viral outbreak. He's not. He's never actually trying to stop it. He is just investigating where it started um, and and to find the the origins of the virus so that they can fight it in the future. Um, it, this movie's directed by Terry Gilliam. It's a fucking mind fucking bend, dude. Like I watched it with Lauren today and she goes, what is this shit that we're watching? And I was like, it's a weird movie. It's a weird movie. It's I couldn't, I, I saw it a long time ago. So I good. never wanted to watch it again. It's so weird. Fuck. It, it, I just never really got into I it. I love when Bruce Willis. So he's he's supposed to go back to the year 1996, just yep. before the 12 monkeys viral outbreak is supposed to be released. And he, instead of being landing in 1996, he lands in 1990 and he gets put into the insane asylum inside of Baltimore, uh, inside of Baltimore County Mental Hospital, and he meets, you know, he meets Brad Pitt's character, who is Brad Pitt is so fantastic in this movie, <laughs> like it's his off the wall, like he's great in that shit. He's so fucking good. He's so great, and Bruce Willis is fine in it too. But like, it's this weird tapestry that they weave, where it's like at at one point you stop wondering whether he's being sent through time, and you start wondering whether Bruce Willis is actually crazy, and you're mm-hmm. following the story mm-hmm. of the schizophrenic. And it's it mind bent you, and even towards the end, when you're left to believe that, I wonder if I would like this movie nowadays. I think it's been would. a long time since I've seen this. So it's directed by Terry Gilliam, and it has a lot of Terry Gilliam styles, especially when you're in that first act, and and you're in that insane asylum in 1990. You're you're using low, downward angle shots, like shots that are moving upwards but like the camera is frantic it's moving around to be as frantic as brad pitt's character is and you could also put in that, that in their in their mindset but as far as like the aesthetic of the chaoticness of right? like of like the coloring goes for the movie and the dreariness of it it feels sure. very david fincher in that way so stare on bleak right uh just more bleak and dirty because it's it's baltimore dirty. it's baltimore 1990 and baltimore okay. time 1996 so it's dirty and bleak, and I, I think you would really enjoy it uh, if you watched it today. I can even send you home with it because I just watched it, so I'd be willing to part with it for a few oh, weeks. Oh, please do, thank you. So, uh, but because it's not streaming anywhere, I found out. But I I th- to be honest, it, it's probably been 15, 20 years. Right. But it is, it is ultimately about the investigation of a viral outbreak and stuff like that. So, um, it's it's one of my like favorite like little movies from the nineties. Like, I mean. I, it's right up there with like seven and fight club and stuff. It's a like cult, that era. It's a cold classic for yeah. sure. It's it, right it up really there. Is. Like it's in the, in the era. And like, I, when I watch it now, I mostly watch to be like, fuck Brad Pitt was really amazing back in the day. Like, yeah, they still refer to that movie being yeah. one of his great performances. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. But also like just a fucking weird factor of this movie. Like it's just fucking it fits, weird. You know, I think, I think in a lot of ways it's one of those 
rare marriages for Terry Gilliam that worked. It, you know, 100%. Like Terry Fear, Gilliam Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas was always Terry my Gilliam works Terry Gilliam film. If right? you give Terry Gilliam too much of a leash, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, because we talked about Tideland a few weeks ago, where it's like, that's one of those movies where it's like, you got to really go with Terry Gilliam to go with this movie. Um, but Terry Gilliam, with a long leash, he might go too far for you. Uh, but with a short leash, uh, like, I feel like something like, like 12 Monkeys, he. You know, he was kind of reined in a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's something that is far more digestible to a general audience. So uh, it's an interesting movie. It's fucking wacky. It takes you on a weird journey, and it does get slow at times, but ultimately the tapestry that it's weaving, it's it's worth your luck. So uh, 12 Monkeys is my number two. Jay, any honorable mentions you got on your list, man? I already mentioned it before. Uh, World War Z, I, I think it's really well done. I think it had a great... Um, take on a sudden response on a kind of epidemic like that where it just I mean it's a zombie thing right? fair enough but I enjoyed it I thought the ending was great I liked the, the, what they, they, I liked the fact that they brought it down right like they didn't rev up to like a crazier crazier ending they kind of nuanced it they set it into like a facility are you still heartbroken that there's not going to be a World War Z 2 I'm heartbroken that Fincher is not doing a World War Z too. You see, like a potential in that style, right? 100. percent No, and I do. I do. I the, Mark Forrester for me is a hit or miss director, World, and I was not even I'm him. Always, I think World War Z as first off as as a novel. Sure, it's a beloved novel. It's to a, some degree. To it's some a, degree. It's a fantastic book to read. Right. I, I can't highly recommend it enough. Whatever will be put on screen probably will pale in comparison to Max Brooks' book. It's a fantastic book. I think everyone should check yeah. it out, especially now during our quarantine time. You got all the time in the world to read. I talked about in our Patreon episode, download Hoopla. It's an app on your uh, on your phone. You can download it. You can put in your library card. And if you have a library card, if you don't have one, get one because you can actually get a bunch of digital stuff for free. And you can download World War Z audiobook and the novel. And I, I got to say, the audiobook is actually fantastic because it's voiced by Mark Hamill, uh, Alan Alda, a bunch of famous actors that you've heard. It's fully voice casted. It's like listening to an audio drama podcast yeah. right there for you. And it's it's better than any of the movies. But when I watch the movie, I look at the potential of it. And I think of the potential of a sequel. And I went like, fuck, if there was anyone who would do like that sequel, it should have been David Fincher. And it being canceled kind of chaps my ass a little bit this that world war z didn't do well enough in the theaters that people flocked to it i think it had a mm-hmm. lot of it has a lot of problems uh, no it did fine most it did it, fine financially right but the fact is it cost a fortune right and but it most, had a, a very costly reshoot but most of it most so. of world war z is in the editing and in those reshoots and in and in the fact that like the story doesn't flow as well as you would like it to it kind of feels pretty ham-fisted towards the end when they wind up at the at the world health organization yeah uh most of most of israel seems pretty chaotic mm-hmm. it seems pretty tacked on um there were supposed to be scenes that happened in russia there were supposed it, to be it, scenes it in thailand was, was, i you know i didn't want to really get into it but it was no, we're getting into it's, it. No, it's a huge disaster. It, it was <laughs> this it, production was notoriously probably in the top ten most disaster uh, filmmaking experiences, especially in this kind of budget and caliber of all time. Oh yeah, Universal and, lost a ton of money on this movie. You know, they did a great job of trying to curb that kind of notoriety and marketing. Um, luckily, somehow they were able to make 
at least break even. I know that. I know they were able to at least break even. It's about but, even is what they broke. But that was lucky. Loved it. <laughs> to be honest, they were lucky to even do that. I do really enjoy the movie, but every time I watch it- I think it, Fincher would have done a better job at grounding it, but also having a lot of fun with it and, and, and diving into a lot of interesting things. I think while watching World War Z, I always watch it and I go, oh, yeah, I mean, they're taking this aspect from the novel that I really love. And it's my love for the novel that like makes me go like, oh, yeah, they're taking yeah. this, they're taking that, and I get it. I also really like Jerry. I also, I, I just like Brad Pitt's character. I like his role. I like what he does. I like the idea of what he's doing. I like that through line. Mm-hmm. It's just everything around them. It's just like, it's almost too chaotic. I, it's not made personal enough to sure. try to do it too grand, too big. It's, it's, like a, it's like a pre I Am Legend Will Smith. You got it. You got it, yeah. You know. So, uh, Jay, World War Z, definitely on my honorable mention, so I'll skip it because we just talked about that. But um, I Am Legend, also on my list. I think we talked about that enough as yep. well. The Crazies remake, I talked about that right along with The Crazies, mm-hmm. so I'm not mm-hmm. going to get into it too much. Uh, I put this always one, the Record series. So we Never talk- heard of it. So, Record uh, we we've talked about it before. It's it's a it's a Portuguese or no, it's a Spanish movie made mm. in Spain where a there is a form of super rabies that causes everybody to be quarantined within one apartment building, and it's done in a POV style. That is a late night TV show is following uh, basically the firemen of a spanish city i believe it's madrid and they go into a quarantine situation where the government and the cdc basically quarantines them off because they're all now have been exposed to this super rabies as they call it in the first movie in the second movie you then learn that it's actually a virus that is spawned by demons and it has something to do with the Vatican and possession. And then when you get into the third and fourth movie, they just let themselves go. And they're like, this is a full-blown outbreak pandemic type situation. And I believe it's the third one that takes place uh, during a wedding. And it's about the outbreak happening at a wedding. And then the fourth one takes place on a cruise ship. And they they, they really took this series that was very grounded in reality from the first one. And also, you could watch Quarantine and kind of get the same aspect of it. But I really think the Spanish version of the film is the way to watch Mm. it. Um, But you can watch Quarantine, which is an American-made remake of it, and get kind of like the same thing from it. But um, How's the subtitles? Fine. Okay, good. Fine. I, I, I highly recommend Record for anybody. If you've seen Train to Busan and you enjoyed that, watch Record if you're okay with taking a step back into the uh, found footage film realm. Um, I'm okay with found footage as long as it's done well, and this is one of those movies that does it really well. All the movies kind of do found footage, uh, even the the wedding one, which is the third one. Uh, that's my most. That, that's the one where they had fun. I mean, the bride escapes using a chainsaw to cut through the infected and everything like that. So definitely the record series I would put on this list. And then uh, for honorable mentions, finally, Jay. I mean, I don't think we could walk away without talking about it. Outbreak. Dustin it's Hoffman. It's the number one movie right now. Cuma good. No, Contagion was when I was looking at things. Contagion, right now, Outbreak, Out- Outbreak is, on Netflix. Is, is taken up. On Netflix. The Reigns. Yeah, yeah, Outbreak is on Netflix. I mean, it is the story. Uh, it's very much like The Crazies. A quarantine town. Military comes in, and you're following the military and stuff. It's, it's very 90s 
uh, that's the way I put it. It's very nineties. You know, like you could, you could replace Dustin Hoffman for Pierce Brosnan. You could replace viral outbreak for volcano and you can have Dante's peak. Like that's, that's, that's the way I looked at it when okay. I was watching it. Um, but it, it's, it is a lot of fun and it does like show you a lot about a virus and a mutation of the virus. I mean, Hey, I even started the show by saying the only podcast that's being hosted by two guys who are dirtier than a monkey from outbreak. <laughs> so, Oh, God. It makes the list. All right, Jake, we're at the end here. What's your number one? My number one is Contagion. On day one, there were two people, and then four, and then 16. In three months, it's a billion. That's where we're headed. They're calling out the National Guard. They're moving the president underground. People will panic. Get away! It will tip over. The truth is being kept from the world. I think it's not a perfect movie, Steven but I think Scott. it has all the right ideas. Well, first and I off, I think he did a great job with it. And Steven it's the most Soderbergh, accurate movie of what we're the fucking we're dealing with. Steven right now. Soderbergh cannot make a perfect movie. Period. I know, I know that. He's such a he's such a strange guy. The girlfriend he, he experience is. and stuff. I I, I love is. him for that. Did you wait? Did you see that movie that he did with the shot on the iPhone? No, I did not. You should see that. The Unseen. Unseen. It's called Unseen. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's the one with uh, sure? Claire Foy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did see that. Where she's where she's locked in the uh, yeah. she's locked in insane asylum and she believes that her stalker oh, good. is, is Okay, because yeah. I I know I reviewed it on the show and, yeah. and I don't I don't I don't think you saw it at the time. It's okay. I th- I was pretty impressed with it though. I thought it was pretty yeah. solid. I thought it was pretty solid. Yeah, um, B B minus, you know. Yeah, it's it's in a B category type thing. 6 7 know. out of 10, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's all but right. it, it was um but that's 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 Steven Soderbergh for you. <laughs> that's <laughs> pretty Soderberg. much in a nutshell. Like I think he, he likes I think Soderbergh likes film and he likes to experiment with film and he's okay with taking a studio's exactly. big budget and doing that. <laughs> sure, sure. But <laughs> which I love like, about him. But he has a lot of great grand ideas and I think he likes to play and experiment sometimes. Contagion was good. It was right in at the tail kind of end of like that whole like Syriana, you know, type right. traffic type right. eleven fourteen. But where I think we this, take different characters and we follow them and then we connect sure. them all in a I weird way. I think the fact that this story is relevant to today it had a large ensemble where you didn't know which character doesn't matter what kind of stark caliber they had they, they might die spoiler and sometimes they do die kate winslet <laughs> <laughs> and um and and it just kind of shows different kind of aspects of the world um and their viewpoints going through this kind of situation scared the shit out of me this is how people act in a pandemic situation and and i loved it and i thought it was executed it well. well enough where in uh it, it, it's it's just the by far for me the number one movie for this kind of genre Absolutely. this kind of category and it's kind of top five fair enough man uh my number one we're not gonna del- we're not gonna debate it too much it's 28 days later keep your mouth shut and don't move a fucking muscle the chimps are infected they're they're highly contagious they've been given an inhibitor infected with what in order to cure you must first understand infected with what rage done I mean, me and you talked about it a lot yeah. in the beginning. No, I know, I, was on I, know we didn't. I figured that was going to be on your list. Yeah, it's. It, I, I just think Danny Boyle's take on like the post-pandemic like fallout is so well done, and just 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 how far humanity can fall, especially when you get sure. to the point that they're dealing with the military and stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, look how, like look up, like look at what Jim was in a short amount of time. Right, but in a but, concentrated city and area. But remember that Jim is waking up from a coma and only dealing with this kind of like 
he's had maybe a week or two to kind of acclimate to the new world. But the military that he's fighting have had months. Oh, yeah. Maybe even close to a year. But they were also bunkered up for a long right. time, like doing nothing. To descend into this madness and to and to lose their humanity. And it took someone waking up from a coma to kind of like be like, no, like this is what humanity is. Like he even shows Celine, like, when, yeah, yeah. you know, when, when she tells him, I'll kill you in a heartbeat. And he's yeah. like, that was more than a heartbeat. I love that scene. Like, I love that scene. It's really well done. Uh, and yeah, I like it too. Viral outbreak. Uh, such a good movie. Uh, all the actors were on board. They seemed to be on the same page with, with what the whole arc of the movie was yeah. and the tone. Real quick, I want to know, Jay, would you prefer Jim had died at the end of the movie or lived? Because there's actually three endings to this movie. Uh, one actually cuts out the military facility altogether, and uh, Jim is shot, and then they go to a hospital and they try to transfuse his blood so that he lives and then there's the military facility where he's shot and then dies and it's just Celine and the young girl and then there's the final ending that we got which is Jim is alive which like do you, are you okay with Jim living do you feel like that's a little bit too too um, happy ending especially considering none of these characters show up in a sequel at all I guess if you put it like that in hindsight then maybe he doesn't need to live but I am usually one of those people that sometimes doesn't like a corny happy ending i don't feel like for me i honestly i don't feel like it really gave me that i i I needed that i feel like because we started with him i feel like he didn't warrant a death at the end i'll be honest for me i don't think that was an arc for him i think the arc for him was survival see for me the arc is that he does die because he woke up into this world he wasn't birthed into it like celine was or anyone else was in the film so he almost doesn't earn the humanity that he has it's just almost like it's it's he has it because he missed humanity's downfall so like him having that hope and him having that fight in him it's almost not want for this world like it's almost like i disagree i think i think this is the whole point of the movie i think he needed that <laughs> i feel like i think we needed it. i think he needed it i think he, I, you know we watched him hey that's that's the difference between me and you. Uh, I'm a little bit you know, more of a pessimist. Look, I, and normally I am to some degree, but I think for this, I'm movie, a little bit more of a pessimist. I feel like I, I feel like Jim's hope should have been deserved it. Out. I think he deserved it. I think I think we we deserved it. I think it was something that um, we don't know him well enough to even know if he could survive something like that. I, I think he was kind of going through the ringer. We were following him only through a, f- a few days. You know, when you think about it, fair enough. It wasn't that long. So as he got stronger, who knows what he was capable of doing? Right. So when he was Which able to survive I've, towards the end, I feel hope is dangerous in these type of situations. I feel like it should be snuffed out. Yeah, but it's it's not that much of hope. Yeah. Just because they live doesn't mean you know it, it's enough. Uh, <laughs> I still I still really enjoy the movie. I yeah, yeah. I mean the ending is thirty seconds long, so it doesn't I know, really I know. affect the overall runtime of it. Which is why I think like they were okay when test audiences saw sure. that Jim was dead and people were upset about that. Mm. I think it's okay to change it because it really had no merit on the film whatsoever, whether Jim lived or died. Which right. is why it's okay that he lives. It doesn't matter. Um, but I mean, look, we're all in trying times. I it's so hard to say, right? Because right? if you didn't see it originally with him dying, right, it wouldn't have. To, it, it has a different effect. The first, it's all about the first time it's viewing. Not, it's it's not, all about the first time. It's viewing. not Blade Runner, right? There's not sure. three copies of this movie out there. There's well, that's easy to know which one's the best one. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, look, I, I. Oh, by the way, Blade Runner for your quarantine playlist. Watch Blade Runner. Mm. Watch Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine did not Definitely. get enough. Did not get enough love. 
that's that's one of those movies I think everyone should watch. Uh, look, that's going to do it for Super Movie Brothers this evening. I want everyone to stay safe, stay Please healthy, do. stay indoors. It's okay. Um, there's plenty to watch. There's plenty to do. There's plenty to listen to. Um, you know, you will get your life back. This will end. This is all temporary. And, 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 you know, we all just gotta, we all just gotta live with what's, with what's given to us. And I don't, if you have to go to any kind of public space, uh, wash your hands or sanitize before and after. Protect, That's all you have to do. Protect yourself. Yeah. Do as much as you can. Protect yourself, protect to others. Limit it. Um, the possibility. Exactly. I mean, it's, look, I, I don't, I don't know how to really close out this episode, man. Cause it's like, I, I am a downer type person and I do see the world is going to be a little bit bleaker for a while. While this virus may pass, our economy is not going to get better for a little while. And that's, that's okay. Just stay close with the people that you love and use your support systems and just weather the storm, come out on the other side and we'll be here for you. And you can reach out to us, and hopefully we we grow as you know as human species throughout all this. Do we need to grow, or do we need a virus like this to kind of cut us down a little bit? Same difference. Pessimist. Same difference. Pessimist. <laughs> uh, so It'll unite us. I want to thank some ways. all of you guys for listening. <laughs> uh, if you would like to reach out to us on Twitter or on Facebook, you can mm-hmm. reach me on Twitter at SuperMoviePod. Facebook Super Movie Bros Podcast Let and us, Instagram Super Movie Bros and also me Twitter J underscore SMB. So you can reach out to us. Let us know what your pandemic playlist would be. What your what your viral outbreak movies are. What's your favorite of the genre? And uh, let us know. Uh, I didn't actually get to mention one of mine, Jay. Um, uh, one that I would really like people to check out is Carriers. Uh, that is a film that stars Chris Pine. Jay, we talked Ooh. about it earlier. Yeah, yeah, Chris Pine, strapping young gentleman. He was much younger then, that is for sure. Um, but it's a very realistic take on the fallout of a pandemic. Um, it's 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 a B movie. B plus maybe, but I definitely encourage people to check that one out. I really enjoy it because I really enjoy Chris Pine and he's got a tight butt. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, That's right. Baby. Reach out to us. Let us know what your top five pandemic playlist would be. If you're enjoying the show, please consider leaving us a five-star review on the old iTunes or the podcast listening app of your choice. And then, of course, if you're really enjoying the show, we have a new Patreon episode that is available for everybody. It is a Judge Dredd cocktail episode where we both discuss Judge Dredd, the comic, a little bit, and Judge Dredd 1995, and of course, Dredd from 2012. So that is available up for patrons only. So make sure that you head over to patreon.com slash Podcast and you subscribe to that for just $1 a month. You can get all of our additional episodes up there. I want to thank all you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.